Hi again, everybody, moms and dads, boys and girls. You are in the Chatter Zone. This is episode 88, Colleen. Well, exciting. And we have guest Kyle Cox, who's going to uh, tell us all about new things at the Clarity Clinic. Yes. Let's begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and Holy the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Mm-hmm. How you been? You look like you had a busy day. I was supposed to be off today and then got called in, so it's one of those days. God had other plans. He did have other plans, but it's fine. It happens with mothers it and babies. It happens, right? Yeah. And I heard the laughter. You, Colleen made plans, and the heavens opened, and laughter came out. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it's fine. So, but the allergies are starting. I oh, see you guys sniffling and everybody sneezing. Yeah. Time of year. I'm trying to stay ahead of it, and so far I've been I've been blessed. And uh, but boy, it, it knocks you out. It does, doesn't it? It yes, certainly yeah. does. Well, this is exciting to have Kyle Cox in the house. He tells me you're classmates. Well, he was much older than I was. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, you didn't mention that. I didn't mention that. You you said nothing about little Colleen. I didn't. No. It was a long time ago. It was a very long time ago. Last century, as I understand. It was the last century, yeah. Um, Yeah, we went to Waller together. So, class of 82. Classes were very large back then. Yeah. Yeah. About 500. Yeah. Yeah. So, I recall. We were just talking about that last episode with Bill Borman, how large the classes were. Mm-hmm. What exciting things going on at Holy Family Catholic School System, all mm-hmm. from K through 12. Great stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. Yeah. And I hear there's great stuff going on over at Clarity Clinic, but, uh, and most of our listeners know about, about uh, Clarity Clinic, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, when, they, when we mention Kyle Cox, they say, Kyle who? Kyle who? <laughs> well, who is Kyle Cox? See, I did it again. Yeah, you're having trouble. It's not Kyle Cox, it's <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> Kyle Cox. Cox. Yeah. Well, I like to introduce myself as Dennis Rima's replacement. Most people remember Dennis Rima. Mm-hmm. I like to call myself Dennis Rima 2.0. Okay. So I'm the new executive uh, development director at Clarity Clinic starting last July. Hasn't so, been that long already, has it? It has been. Yes, so, it has. Wow. Yeah. So, What's yep. a day in the life like for the development director at Clarity Clinic? Well, it's a lot of phone contacts, uh, reaching out to churches and priests, trying to get into, uh, speak with uh, various parishes and talk about our mission and what we do, get the word out there. So so you're of, picking the phone up and initiating the contact. Yeah, a lot of emails and, and getting my name out there and then calling and following up and trying to set up meetings. I go to a lot of the council, uh, Knights of Columbus council meetings, and I try to get to as many schools and churches as I can, just try to get the word out there what we do. So let's go back to the first question. Who's Kyle Cox, and what's in your life, your DNA, your resume that sure. would uh, want to pick the phone up and call Sure. Mostly strangers, mm-hmm. and tell them about the clinic. Yeah, uh, well, I'm from Dubuque originally, born and raised. Uh, St. Confield's Grade School, and of course, Colleen already mentioned, Wallet <laughs> High School, and uh, graduate of Lawrence College. So I'm a, a hometown boy. 
Uh, put 27 years in as a probation officer after college and then a number of years counseling. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you were the probation officer. You weren't on probation. No, I wasn't on probation. I was a <laughs> probation good clarification. officer. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, we need to clear that up right away. Listeners don't always pay close no. attention. No. And so I had some experience counseling as well. So I kind of fell right into uh, Clarity Clinic because I've been involved with the pro-life movement for many decades, going all the way back to the 80s. And so I, I knew when I re- semi-retired, I wanted to do something in the in the movement. So I've been involved a lot with the View County Right to Life over the years. Um, got involved with Clarity Clinic about eight or ten years ago, helping Dennis get uh, tables filled for the banquet. Mm-hmm. Uh, speak to, I would speak at St. Mary's and Nativity, our parishes in East Dubuque in Menominee and try to get people involved with us. And so I became involved, and, and so it was a nice, easy transition for me because uh, I've already been involved with them and knew a lot about them before I started. So, Take us back to the 1980s. You said you got started in the pro-life movement. What did that look like? Well, it was back uh, when Dubuque County Right to Life was on Cleveland Avenue. Oh, yeah. I worked. That's yeah. where they had, when I started it, we were on yeah, Cleveland. Like up by... Uh, up St. by St. Colm Colm Kills. Kills. Yep. yep, right above Trader Joe's. Yep, yep, that's exactly. That's where right. it started. Yes. Sure. Yep. And I uh, knew Ellen Markham there, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not real involved. But I did some letters to politicians and stuff, and and we I, I kind of got it started because uh, at Loris, uh, I thought I got a girl pregnant, and we considered abortion. So I regretted that. Luckily, it didn't happen. She w- ended up not being pregnant. So I got involved with the pro-life movement after that. So it's very personal to me, and uh, it's I'm passionate about it and have been. I've been picketing. Uh, we set up picketing in different cities. I went with Alan to Cedar Rapids, and we met with the federal people, the FBI and the ATF, set up count, uh, picketing down there. And I met with her to Dubuque to set up picketing in Dubuque. And that's how I first came in contact with our building. I was picketing out front of Planned Parenthood with uh, Alan Markham and, and the group up there. So clarify that. You're just referring to the building and Planned Parenthood. Connect the dots for our listeners that sure. don't make that connection sure. easily. We're located at 3365 uh, Hillcrest. And the building started off as a bank. I used to bank there back in the 90s. What was that? What was that? It bank? was a credit union, St. Mary's Credit Union at the time. Oh, uh, sure. So we sure. have a nice vault downstairs in the basement right. from the bank days. And then Planned Parenthood ended up uh, purchasing the building. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a number of years ago, they said, we'll leave town if someone will buy our building. And we talked amongst ourselves, and we decided to purchase the building. And that's when Planned Parenthood left Dubuque. Mm-hmm. So and we are. some Dubuqueers stood tall and mm-hmm. helped... Uh, pay for or underwrite the uh, the mortgage on that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So I was there as a volunteer again at the time, the day we took possession of the building and saw the building. And then we, of course, made a, a large addition on the end of the building. So we have a much bigger building now than we used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we call the tree of life side of the building mm-hmm. was uh, just built two years ago. Mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful how the building went from a place of death Mm-hmm. to now a place of life. That's sure. just really beautiful. Yep. Yeah, it sure is. What it, a story. It was very surreal being there the day we took over the building. It was, uh, you Describe know, that. What was that like? Well, you know, you, you go in and you just knew what was happening there and you saw the the room and it just felt cold and, and it, it was demonic, basically. So and you could feel something mm-hmm. visceral. So you, you had... Uh, 
Um, yep. Yep. Not just feelings or imaginations, but uh, nope. something yeah. beyond that. No, and uh, the uh, interesting thing, Planned Parenthood left, and they just left the whole file drawer full of personal records and just left them there. Colleen, you've talked about that from time to I time. I remember hearing that because, you know, mm-hmm. I've been involved too, and I remember thinking they can't just leave a box or more than one box, I'm not sure how many, of patient records not locked up just on the floor. You know, anyone could just look through them. That's such a violation. Um, that alone should cause the state to look into Planned Parenthood and what they do. But And I don't think they were in any rush to get them back. No. Um, yeah. That would violate any federal HIPAA, HIPAA laws. And certainly would. Privacy laws. And right. uh, if anybody pay, paid with a credit card, mm. credit mm-hmm. card. Sure. F- f- wow. Yeah. 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 But this is a uh, organization that really cares about you. Oh my gosh! Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Chris Norman, our former director, just walked over and she opened up the file and said, "Look, Kyle, this is and everything was right there. Name, address, everything. Just all the personal record right there, and they're just laying there, all abandoned, not not, not secured. Nope. Um, On the day that you took possession of the building, correct. And you felt visceral evil feelings i'm i don't want to put words in your mouth but i did that's what i'm hearing in fact um it was our pastor father smith at the time father dean smith who came over oh sure from saint mary east dubuque correct that's uh, my home parish now and he came around and and blessed the clinic and exercised it and wow did he spent a good amount of time he went all around the whole building outside everywhere just blessing the building and warden off the evil spirits left behind by Planned Parenthood. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. It was it was uh, it was an interesting time. Do you ever get uh customers, clients, I'm not sure, do you call them clients? Clients, yes. Do you ever get clients, women that pull up and think that it's still Planned Parenthood? Very often. Wow. Still now co- see, that's that's yes. God working too, sure. right? It sure is. And they come in and say, "Oh, I thought this was a abortion clinic and we mm-hmm. and and a lot of saves came around because of that because you know, we were able to catch them and Mm-hmm. and talk to them, and they ended up keeping the baby. So you're using a baseball term here, a lot of saves going on. What do you mean by that in the what? pro-life arena? Sure. The saves meaning they're coming in abortion-vulnerable or abortion-minded, um, not wanting to keep their baby, and we work with them, and they end up keeping the baby. So we call those saves. Mm-hmm. And it's a special thing to be involved in. You hear it, it goes up through the building, and it's a big thing. It just kind of energizes the whole building when you hear that we oh had a save. Oh, my goodness, I guess it would, Colleen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yep. awesome. That's wonderful. Yep. And you'll, we're just now marketing a story. Um, we had a save month, about a month or maybe two months ago. Got the uh, young lady on the ultrasound, and she ended up being pregnant with triplets. Oh, and wow. She, had, she was abortion vulnerable when she came in, and uh, our nurse, Laura, worked with her, and, and she's keeping the babies. And so she's going to be our, our story for a while. We're, uh, that's... A big so who's keeping us. the babies? The the mother was abortion minded. Yeah, and, and she ended up being pregnant with triplets. Right. One of the two of two babies are identical, and then there's a third baby that's not uh-huh. identical. And so she's going to parent. And she's, she's going to parent those three kids. Wow. wow. 
So as we go along and talk later. That's a hat trick, isn't it? Three (laughs) is a hat trick. Yeah. So we're working on getting her cribs and pack and plays and stuff. So that's what we're working on now. But we'll talk about that more when we get into the trio life side of our Mm -hmm. clinic. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, we don't just save the babies and let them walk out the door. We work with them all the way through birth and uh, many years beyond. Mm -hmm. Now, was she one of those that thought it was still an, an abortion facility and that's why she was there or not? I'm not uh, certain on that. I'm not certain on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a great story. The voice you've never heard is Kyle Cox. He is the the development director, although it sounds like you're doing a lot of development, Kyle, over at Clarity Clinic. And um, we were talking about what we should know about you, and you got started about the time two of you were in high school, the 1980s, and doing that. 82. What else in addition to, to... that story should we know about you personally and personally. professionally well um my wife said i have a perfect face for radio she sent me <laughs> off today with encouragement so barb's great <laughs> yeah, lovely wife and seven boys i have seven boys wow yeah is that a baseball team or is it nine that's close enough you, close can, close dra- enough. you can draft okay. a couple we can from draft the a couple what, team, okay. yeah. <laughs> what are their age range uh from 25 ish down to 11 so yeah we have seven boys uh they all went through catholic school saint mary's in east dubuque and then on to wallert mm-hmm. and then when our school closed they transferred over to dubuque wow so yeah so big family that's that's such a blessing it is such, it a, is. Blessing. such a blessing it yes is. it is so you're you're um, happily married to the extent that your wife thinks you're perfect for radio that's right and you've got seven boys what else well, um, I like the outdoors. We like doing family things together. Camping is a big thing we do. Yeah? Uh, so we do that. What do you do? Uh, tents or uh, travel trailers? or? I've gotten too old for tents. <laughs> <laughs> that ground is too hard now. <laughs> so we have a little pop-up. Sure. Yeah, a little cushion there. Mm-hmm. How far do you go? Uh, we go on, uh, we have been going, and COVID kind of put a, a damper on it, but we were going every year on a trip cross country. The last one we went on was to uh, Washington, D.C. The year before that, we went to Washington State, which was wow. a, a big three weeker. Nine a, of you and a pop up across Nine country. of us all the way to the state of Washington and back. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's commitment. That it is, is something. Yep. Yeah. So you will uh, learn to enjoy each other's company after that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. In addition to camping, don't you like history? I love history. Yeah. That's so. Which my kids and wife are not real happy about because I like to go to all the battlefields and historic sites, and they're not real big on that. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but even local history. I do. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I am um, working with the county on a big project with Rockdale, the Rockdale flood, and some other things. I love genealogy. I do a lot of genealogy. So I wasn't aware of that Rockdale flood, but somebody gave me a uh, three or four page article about that. That's a fascinating um, time and place. I had no idea Rockford was a rather thriving city to the south of town. Correct. That was totally wiped out. Thirty-nine people killed. Wow. Mm-hmm. That had to be every bit as big or more devastating than the um, one north of town at Union Park in sure. in uh, was yeah. that nineteen early nineteen hundreds early nineteen hundreds like about five people died at that yeah so yeah this was a big one they described a wall of water going through the town two hundred uh, feet wide and twenty feet high swept oh through town right about yeah. a Catfish Creek was Catfish that? Creek oh my goodness. Yeah, there's two dams that broke 
on the same nights and so that was what caused the catastrophe and i have a powerpoint and i talk about that so yeah i've always wanted to try and do an overlay of the buildings and streets and homes as i drive through this so this is rockdale this is that that sure. y intersection uh, on rockdale road just mm -hmm. south of the morocco mm -hmm. and before you get to used uh, to be neighbors Neighbors. And that's how, that's how Dubuquers give directions. Well, it used to be neighbors. It used to yeah, be neighbors. Right. You have and, to know what it used uh, to just be. Just up the road is uh, Happy's. Sure. Happy's place. Mm -hmm. But uh, yep. well, we're going to get off track because he's a historian and I'm curious. We are going to get <laughs> off track, which is fine. Yeah. We only have another minute or so in this segment. Um, but that is fascinating that sure. there was such a, a big flood and so many people killed. And, yeah, you think Rockdale, now you think of four buildings. Mm -hmm. But it must have been quite yeah. the... Little yeah, town. It, little, it was a little town. Put on the map because it went right out to, on the military road right out of town, and there was a mill there. That was the, what kind of put it on the map. Okay. So, yep. Grain mill? Uh, yes. Yeah, yep. There it is. Our guest is Kyle Cox. He's the development director over at Clarity Clinic, and we're learning more about him. When we come back, Colleen, we got to learn some more about the new things going on at clarity clinic get some stories yep uh, i love that story about the triplets that's a great story isn't it good here yeah so we'll be right back after these announcements on fm 98.3 kcrd Hi again, we're back in the studio. This is the 88th episode of The Chatter that you can hear live on FM 98.3 KCRD, Friday and Saturday afternoons at 1 o'clock and Sunday evenings at, at 6 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And I like listening to it on the podcast, yes. on the app. Lives forever. I like that. You can do that. You can fast forward if, if we drone on. I think you can change speeds if we talk too slow. <laughs> Speed us up. Yeah. Funny. Doing that. Can you make us talk like pirates or not? Or, well, we can yourself. do pirates or we can do chipmunks, one or the other. <laughs> I forgot good. the sponsor again. But you know who our sponsor is. Yes. On who Holiday Drive, it is uh, Hotworks. Melissa's over there. Go on over and say hello to Melissa. Thank her for sponsoring the the uh, chatter on, on KCRD and on, on the podcast. Holiday Drive, right next to some of our favorite Thai bistro. <laughs> Food. So do you eat the Thai food and then work out? Do you work out and figure you've earned the Thai food? I do something like uh, Macy's and the old Rorschach shopping buildings here. I, I think Hot Works is to be viewed, and then I go down. <laughs> you wave to Hot Works yeah, as you I drive to, to the, the Hot Works folks. And, uh, and then good. I go down and do some bistro. Our guest is Kyle Cox. He's the development director. I was going to say new, but Kyle, it's hard to believe you've been there a year, longer than a year coming up already. Yeah. Things are going well. Time goes by fast. So what exactly does Clarity Clinic, what are the kinds of things that you offer? Sure. I like to describe Clarity Clinic as really two separate units in one. One side we call the medical side, and that's where women come in who may be abortion-minded or vulnerable, 
and that's where we have our ultrasound machine. We will do pregnancy tests for them, and depending on uh, how far along they are, if they are at the right uh, stage, we can get them on the ultrasound. So there, there is an ultrasound then at the Clarity Clinic. There is. Wow. And I refer to the ultrasound as the pro-lifer's secret weapon mm -hmm. because the vast majority of women who see their baby on the screen mm -hmm. will um, keep their baby. Mm -hmm. And uh, How long has that machine been there, Colleen? I, I've caught me off guard. A couple been, years now. Well, we've had an ultrasound machine since we've opened. Okay, and that's been how many years? 95, 96, somewhere back oh, when we Oh, you mean when you opened... Um, well, Wait. we were originally on Dell High Street. Yes, and that was the pregnancy center. Right, and that was right uh, right near the where the new uh, roundabout is by Finley mm -hmm. Hospital. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then we moved out to Asbury Road mm -hmm. and then to where we are now. Mm -hmm. But we've had the ultrasound machine for a number of years. I couldn't give you an exact time frame, but we've had it for quite a while. Okay. Ever since I've been involved, okay. Dennis has always talked about the ultrasound. Uh, sound machine and I like to say about 10 years I've been involved with Clarity Clinic so it's been a long time they've had the uh, the ultrasound that's wonderful and going back to that uh, first day that we took over Planned Parenthood building mm -hmm. when you went in they had they had an ultrasound machine there of course it was to guide the abortionist for the abortion but what they had is they had a, a curtain up so the doctor or nurse, usually it was a nurse who did the abortions. Uh, when she she could see the screen, but the uh, the curtain or whatever it was separated it so the client couldn't see the mother couldn't the see mother it. couldn't see the screen really because Planned Parenthood knows that if the mother sees that ultrasound, that she'll mm -hmm. likely change her mind. So mm -hmm. they teach their staff, coach their staff they'd not see to a, let They'd the see a blob of cells that look strikingly like a baby. That's mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. That's correct. So, yeah, so when we took over the building, that was the, what I noticed right away in the ultrasound machine is that they didn't want that mother seeing that baby. Wow. So, so yeah. a couple things on that. Um, you know, first thing I'm thinking is, is well, what's it cost to get an ultrasound? That I don't know, but it, I mean, if you come over to Clarity Clinic, oh, if we did it, it's yeah. free. So all of our services are free. Any woman who wants an ultrasound, or, mm -hmm. or she's been encouraged by friends, relatives, hey, go go do this. You can go to Clarity Clinic on Hillcrest, thirty-three sixty-five Hillcrest, and get an ultrasound for free. Correct. Yep, you can get the pregnancy test and the ultrasound for free. All of our services are completely free. And I don't know where that ultrasound came from, but the Knights of Columbus Councils have been very um, key players in getting ultrasounds into pregnancy centers. Oh, Correct. they have. They, mm -hmm. have. they, they have. have. They Every drive. year they are raising funds because mm -hmm. I think uh, the number it sticks, I might get this wrong, but 40 grand for an ultrasound machine. Uh, I believe it's around twenty-five. Twenty-five now. Thousand is what I believe it is. Mm -hmm. But what the real expense is after that is recertification can cost four or five thousand dollars too for the nurses, and that has to be done I think biannually, and so that's a big cost as well that goes along with the uh, ultrasound machine is that recertification for all the nurses that that do it. And you've got staff nurses on on staff correct that are certified yep there are ends that that are certified registered the, nurses registered nurses that are certified in doing ultrasounds wow so yeah and they are so key once a woman sees her baby 
almost game over on parenting, it right? Is. That mm-hmm. lie that, like you said, Tom, what, what, it's just a blob of tissue just what, falls it, apart. What would that percentage be, Colleen, of the young women, any woman? Well, and you'll know better than I, but I heard it's like close to 90%, like 88 to 90%. Of those, 80 90%, depending on the, st- the study, it's mm-hmm. 80 90% will keep their baby if they mm-hmm. see the ultrasound. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's it's not 25 or mm-hmm. 30. I mean, it's a big number. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And as a statistician, that's a huge, huge uh, correlation. Mm-hmm. That's why there's the um, Save the Storks as an organization, and they are trying to get ultrasounds in RVs that have been modified. So mm-hmm. it's like a mobile clinic. Sure. So they can. There you go, Kyle. Something for the pop up. Oh, yeah. Better than the pop up. <laughs> <laughs> Take it on the road. <laughs> Boys, we got to put some hardware in there. Yes, right. <laughs> Because they know how key it is for the woman to see that baby. It is. Let's go deeper on that, though. So just because people listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colleen, it makes me wonder what would go through the mind. I mean, if, if 88, 9, 90% of women who see their baby by way of ultrasound are choosing life. I mean, that's huge. Mm-hmm. What? What do you think is going through their mind where they go, how long does it take to, I mean, is there a waiting line? Do I got to make an appointment? Uh, what, what, what's well, that look like? It's in the high 90s, make an appointment. There's a, some walk-ins, but the vast majority call, we schedule an appointment. So we make sure we have a nurse available. Right. And then right. we do the ultrasound on site. And they have to be a certain point in the pregnancy, right? Correct. And so how many weeks... Is it it's eight, ten, twelve? It, it's it's around eight to ten weeks. Much before that, it's hard to get a mm-hmm. heartbeat, and that's another important part of the ultrasound. Not just seeing the baby, but if they can hear that that heartbeat too, mm-hmm. that makes a difference. So we don't want to go too early because then they won't be able to hear that heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So eight or ten weeks up until. But the heartbeat is there. Yes. Because heartbeat starts at like three weeks. The, 20 days, the 22 beat, days. Something like that. It's yeah. very early. It's before the woman even knows she's pregnant, but you can't detect it from Picking the ultrasound yet. Correct. Picking yeah. it up is the trick, yes. Yeah. And so, what did you say? Eight to 10 weeks, weeks roughly, yeah. Which is three months. Roughly. Three months. Uh, less than three months. Mm-hmm. Up until how far? About 20. I believe it's about 20 weeks. Okay. And my nurses would know better, but I, I believe it's around mm-hmm. 20. So you're not doing ultrasounds after 20 weeks? Or? No. Usually 20 is the, is the cap. So. And why, why does that take? Well, it, it could be, and I'm guessing, it could be because abortions in Iowa are legal up till that point. That would be my guess. That's my guess. Yeah. Um, I would tell you real quick, we had... Uh, an abortion-minded woman come in not too long ago, and she said, if I can hear the heartbeat on the uh, machine, the ultrasound, uh, we'll keep the baby. If not, we're going to abort the baby. They, they had other kids, and they were older, and they didn't think they were going to be able to handle another baby. And we put it on the machine, and thanks be to God, uh, they heard the heartbeat, and they decided to keep the baby. So the timing can really be important. How far along was she? I don't re- I don't recall that. Colleen, the nurses who- tell me stories. I don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who who was it, Colleen? Somebody? Am I imagining we had a guest on in the last two months that that said that? In addition to their their video monitor on the ultrasound, that they had hooked up some big speakers and a subwoofer to hear that heartbeat. Or who who was I talking to? 
I, it wasn't a chatter guest. Wasn't a Maybe chatter guest. Maybe you were listening to a YouTube or something. I'm thinking it'd be worth uh, somebody's uh, subwoofer to to plug in there and hear that heartbeat sure. of that young baby mm-hmm. on the ultrasound. That yeah. that would uh, yeah turn some heads, wouldn't it? It would. I remember hearing them on my seven kids, and it was always a great sound to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And the ultrasounds, and I think the one that you guys have is the traditional ultrasound that you mm-hmm. think of the picture. But some of these other ultrasounds, probably the ones that cost 40000 like you're thinking of, those 3D, 4D, 3D one, three, oh my goodness. 3D? 3D. It's just mm-hmm. amazing the, the, the clarity of the picture that you get. Um, sure. Yeah, so they're, it, those are pretty astounding, the 3D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think what you've got is the one that shows like the gray, the sure. black and gray. Yeah, yep. yeah. And but it's still, out on paper. But yeah. But you can hear the heartbeat, so that's sure. all good. Yep. It, <laughs> it it serves its purpose. Now now I'm recalling. This goes back. This must go back close to 20 years ago when a uh, a good friend of ours uh, came in um, with her husband and. Um, so I don't know where I was. I was out front or, or whatever. Anyway, they came into the Four Seasons room, and they were just smiling. Hi, hi, what's going on? Yeah, what's going on, you guys? Want a beverage? What's going on? And they're just they're just grinning, and, and they finally... They had been talking to Mary Ann for a while, mm-hmm. so I walked into this conversation, and they're still grinning. And anyway, they hand me um, a an X-ray, and I'm thinking, what? What am I doing here? Of course, I had it going the wrong way, and I had to flip it around here. And, and uh, they said, that's our ultrasound. And I said, wait a minute. This looks pretty crowded in here. Are those twins? And sure enough, they oh, were. Oh, my they, goodness. They were. And they were, I think, they were either too excited to say they had twins, or they were wondering if I knew how to read an ultrasound. But I still, <laughs> still remember That's that night. Awesome. Now. Awesome. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, so is. the ultrasound is, is a fantastic thing that you guys do. Yes. So I imagine if someone, um, if a woman were to walk into maybe birthright, would they send her to Clarity for an ultrasound? Because they don't have an ultrasound, right? Best of my knowledge, they do not, yeah. and they are always welcome to send refer someone up to us. So, so what's that like here? Because there's some great organizations birthright mm-hmm. you just talked mm-hmm. about which is down on 9th street mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. 9th and main yes but clarity clinic and of course dubuque county right to life and colleen mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Uh, the, mother maternity home, home. the maternity home yeah. Yeah. i think there's a lot of collaboration among the um agencies in town that work with women who are pregnant mm-hmm. you know if we had a, a woman she we are going to send girls to clarity clinic if the father or the baby wants to be involved with some of the classes because he can't come to Mary's Inn. That's women only. But Clarity Clinic has the same curriculum that Mary's Inn does when it comes to learning about the pregnancy, what to expect during labor and delivery, parenting, etc. So we will be sending girls um, if the father or the baby also wants to come to the class. Sure. So yep. let's talk about that misconception going on sure. here at in Dubuque, mm-hmm. um, where Clarity Clinic gets the bad rap on bad information, quite frankly, misinformation, that you are an abortion provider. Yes. That, Where does that come from and what's the truth? Well, to be honest with you, I don't know if it's a mistake or just misreading uh, information. I don't know where it comes from, but I did. it did come to my attention just recently that uh, someone 
in the church thought that we were an abortion provider. The only, you know, it's a theory, conjecture on my part, that maybe because we are a former Planned Parenthood building, they may think we are. Okay, so we can, we can account for that. That, that might be part of it. Okay. But I do want to talk about our website. Okay, uh, what's our, going on there? Now, when I took over here, um, our websites were pretty outdated, and I, I set out to get some new looks and, and some things. And we have three separate websites. We have the partners page, which is for donors and supporters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a Tree of Life site, which is which we'll talk about the Tree of Life Educational Center here shortly. So we have the, uh, the website for the Tree of Life, and then we have one for the Clarity Clinic. And the Clarity Clinic is the one that we really focus on because that's the one that women who are abortion-minded or vulnerable who are out searching the Internet um, will come across ours. And on our page, we list under options uh, parenting, adoption, and abortion as options for uh, the mothers coming in. But I want to clarify, the options section is because if we can't get the woman into our clinic, then we aren't going to be able to work with them and try to counsel them to save their baby, to keep their baby. So the wording on there lists abortion as an option, so when they're out there looking that that will draw their attention. But what we are talking about with an option with an abortion is explaining to them the risks involved with that abortion. And it does state on there that we do not refer out for abortions, nor do we provide abortions. And I want to make that clear. If you don't remember anything about this hour-long program, remember this, that we are 100% pro-life, never will refer out, never have referred out for abortions, never will provide abortions, and we never have provided abortions. So you're purposely going to the the periphery. Of, mm-hmm. of society, knowing that there are people looking to do abortions, and you're soliciting, advertising, standing amongst them, sure. so that you can mm-hmm. get the attention and talk these abortion-minded people sure. out of that. Is that a fair statement, it a is. fair summary? I like to describe it as there's the ideal and the real. The ideal is that no one would ever have an abortion and that everybody would save their babies, keep mm-hmm. their babies. Right. But the, the, re, the reality is that there's a lot of women out there having abortions. So we got to try to, you know, balance the reality with that, uh, you know, the morality and all that. Side and so while it. they're doing search engines and, Correct. and Googling or whatever that's called. Sure. And they're saying abortion and Dubuque or whatever, Clarity Clinic's going to come up so that you can engage Correct. I hate to say dialogue, but you can engage them in conversation. Correct. Otherwise, there's right. there's no other opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. And having been the former Planned Parenthood building, that may help get them looking at our mm-hmm. site. But if we don't get them in, we can't work with them to keep their baby. Mm-hmm. So we have to be out there getting their attention. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want people to think because that's on our website saying that that's an option. That is purely to get the, the women. We've had mm-hmm. a number of women come in and saying, I thought this was an abortion clinic, so I thought I was going to be able to get an abortion here. But by the time, by the time they leave, 
we've worked with them and they've ended up keeping their baby Mm -hmm. so if we don't get them in the door we can't Mm -hmm. work with them no i think it's i think it's a great marketing thing they do the same thing down in the quad cities right across from planned parenthood in bettendorf there's a pro-life facility called women's choice center and they deliberately named it choice to bring in attract um, abortion-minded women or abortion-vulnerable women that would go there. Not sure if that's you know which building they go in. So I know exactly what you're doing. I think it's a very what is that wise as serpents, meek as doves, Meek's or something from the scripture. Sure. So yeah, well you know I met with my marketing team just last week and said you know this came up with this deacon i said we need to decide what we're going to do and we looked at the page and we just we looked at it for over an hour and we said we can't change this we, we can't lose the women no so we decided we just got to hit it head on bring mm-hmm. it up talk about it anytime we get the chance and just uh, market it to death and i'm on your page right now and it does underneath abortion says we provide education about abortion procedures including timing methods side effects and risks, but then later on down, like the third bullet, Clarity Clinic does not provide or refer for abortions. So as long as they read far enough down, they'll see. Correct. They'll see the the case there. Yes. Mythbusters on on, uh, the chatter. Our guest is Kyle Cox. He is the development director over at Clarity Clinic on the chatter, episode 88, which is brought to you by Hotworks over on Holiday Drive, and we'll be back with segment three right after this on KCRD. Back in the studios with Kyle Cox of Clarity Clinic on episode 88 of The Chatter, brought to you by our good friends over at Hot Works on Holiday Drive. Yeah, Kyle's been talking to us a lot about um, the ultrasound that Clarity Clinic has and and the wording of things to bring a vo- uh, vulnerable women into their clinic so that they can talk with them um, about life and choosing life for their for their babies but now you said that there's also another part of clarity clinic called tree of life so what's that about correct yeah uh, in addition to the medical side we have our tree of life educational center we find it extremely important to not just say you know you should keep your baby and and then let them walk out the door we want to keep them involved we want to stay with them all the way through the pregnancy uh, because just because they made the, the decision now to keep their baby doesn't mean they can't change their mind later. So we want to make sure we work with them, get them in. And what we want to do is get them over to the Tree of Life side, which we do all of our educational programs. So um, what we call that main program that, that women will enter into is called the First Steps Program. So after they've gone through the medical side, they're closed out from there and they are opened up on the Tree of Life side and they will have an advocate work with them on the tree of life side and we have a number of different programs on that side but the tree of or the uh, first steps program is the biggest program at the tree of life 
This is a program that's known nationally. Uh, a lot of people refer to it as the Earn While You Learn program. Uh, we will work with new parents and pregnant women um, on parenting classes, uh, budgeting, financial stuff. We just had CPR uh, this last month for the mothers. We teach them all these different subjects, work with them on the basics of being a new mom. And we work with them, and they, as they take those classes, they earn points for the classes that they take. Then they can use those points and purchase items in our boutique. Instead of just handing them something for free, they take classes, mm -hmm. and, and then they earn the stuff. So they have that sense of pride that I earned it. It wasn't just charity. Mm -hmm. So that is an integral part of uh, what we do on the Tree of Life side. And um, it's not just for women who are coming from the clinic side. It, the Tree of Life side is open to the community as walk-in. You can come in and not be pregnant at all and take our classes. So we have a lot of walk-ins that are not in crisis pregnancy at all. So it's also a community outreach place, a community assistance program. But again, instead of handing the items, they, they take these classes. Mm -hmm. go, go down that list of classes again. Well, it's everything you need to be a parent, how to change a diaper, how to feed. Uh, nursing, uh, bottles, good health with uh, diets, uh, finances, all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, CPR, we do. Um, anything that they need. And we do it all through a program called Bright's Course. And they learn. What's that called? Bright? Bright's Course. Bright's Course. Yep. And it's um, a lot of them are online, but they also come in in person and take them as well. Um, but they take the, they can do the video right on their phone. It can be texted right to them on their phone. They can watch it right on their phone. They take a quiz at the end to make sure they watched it, and then we, they earn the points for, for that class that they took. Mm -hmm. it seems to me, Colleen, a generation or two ago, they'd call that home economics. <laughs> well, yes, and or um, human sexuality and some of the stuff, because I, we have the same curriculum. Um, earn while you learn um, but yeah it's everything from what to expect um, in your first trimester second trimester what to expect during labor and delivery bonding with your bonding baby, with your baby. breastfeed I mean it goes Discipline. on and on and on yeah it's an excellent it's an excellent course and it's used by I think about a thousand crisis pregnancy centers in the country sure. so it's very popular very well uh, researched um, it's a very good course yep. and that's where we would send our women over to your course if if the dad wanted to take it as well right because it is available to fathers as well mm -hmm. fathers can enroll in the first steps program as mm -hmm. well as the mothers mm -hmm. so th this is curious uh, to me uh, it causes my curiosity Kyle what what spurs that to say we need to offer these kinds of courses what what are typically the the mindset of of the you call them clients, but they're people, they're moms, dads sure. coming with them. What, what, what are you seeing that says we need to plug the gap? Well, I, what I think is important, and this is me personally, you know, they're, they're oftentimes young, having a baby for the first time, and they may not have the best supports at home. And, you know, it's important so that they become better mothers before the, the child's born. Mm -hmm. And even after, they can continue to work on being a better parent. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, that, it's just critical rather than sending them back home without those skills. Mm -hmm. And because we work with the same population, what we have found, too, is a lot of times the moms never saw that at home. Sure. Or um, maybe they weren't even raised by their mother. Maybe they were, you know, passed around from other family members. So a lot of women don't even have the basic um, 
experience of this is how you give a newborn a bath or this is how you feed your baby. It's kind of incredible, but it's true. And then a lot of people, you know, they don't have younger siblings, so they didn't see a younger sibling, you know, they didn't have to change a diaper, they didn't babysit, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. So this is for newborns and infants, but it seems to me I was in the store a while ago, maybe it's longer, I've lost track of time, but is is it beyond? newborns and infants up to five years old they can stay involved with our program up to five years old So, what does that look like after babies come home and all of that up to five years old well it, it, again it's it's not something you just learn overnight it's a it's a process and so the longer they we can keep them involved the more they can be educated and pick up these new skills um, it's just like anything you don't learn it overnight it takes practice and i think one of the nice things about clarity is don't you offer uh child care while the mom is is there either taking the class or at the boutique or correct we do yeah. so that's nice if you've got a baby you have other siblings yep mm-hmm. so colleen your comment has um, caused me to to think on that you say they didn't see a younger child they didn't know how to how to change a diaper or give a bath or, or perhaps they were passed around. So you're, you're, you're saying that there's some generational disconnects or deficiencies mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is there any indication that this is being turned around among the people that are coming to Mary's Inn and to, to uh, Clarity Clinic that you, you were, were stopping the generational decay of, of no parenting? I think we're definitely impacting going forward, right? Um, right. Whether it's at sure. Clarity Clinic or Mary's Inn or Birthright or Dubuque County Right to Life and all their education, I think we're definitely trying to halt that generational cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, this is the first time um, young moms have heard some of this stuff, um, and so then that would stop. I mean, do we have any s- stories? I, I mean, I hate statistics, but st- I mean, any anything you've been able to say? Wow, we we made a difference there. Well, it, it's it's hard to see the difference sometimes because they they leave the program. You don't see the change. But uh, Colleen is right. It, it can. It's very often generational. Uh, I used to work with abused and neglected kids, and you know, grandmother had been involved with the system. Mother had been involved. Back when with you were in the well, parole officer. Well, no, after probation, I worked. Probation. I worked with uh, abused and neglected here in town for a few years before I came to mm-hmm. Clarity Clinic. In fact, they referred, we would refer people to Clarity Clinic for the parenting classes um, really? when I was working there. So, um, But it, it is often very generational. The mm-hmm. workers would say, hey, we had the mom, we had the mm-hmm. grandmother on, you know, in the past. So mm-hmm. it can be generational. And it's, sometimes you don't see the results till later. So it's really, I don't even know if they have statistics out there about, you know, how many people turn around or how you even measure the turning around. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it can be very generational, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But the more classes they take, the more time it's that they're at Clarity or Mary's in, the more that they see, the more, more. that that's reinforced, the that's more chance they have that when they leave, they'll continue doing that. That's correct. Now, these courses, did I miss it? I thought I heard there was, uh, you take a course and you get some points. Correct. What's the points system? We call the points baby bucks, and, <laughs> and so they can <laughs> redeem those so baby I, bucks. I fell right into that one, didn't I? <laughs> Yeah, and so they they purchase purchase the uh, items with those baby bucks. So what's in the store? Uh, everything they would need raising that baby from birth until five years old, clothes all the way up to the five year old age, 
diapers, wipes, uh, onesies, books, toys, uh, everything. Strollers. Strollers, pack and plays, cribs. We just had a garage sale drive and we uh, got some new cribs and pack and plays donated. What's a pack and play? It's, a it's like a portable, portable crib. crib. Oh, okay. It's folded up, and when you go to Grandma's house, you can unfold it and put the baby down for a nap during the visit or something. Okay, all right. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So. so they take some courses. They get some points sure. mm-hmm. that you've disguised as baby bucks. Baby bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And that boutique is a well-oiled machine. What yeah. was had a tour a couple weeks ago, and my goodness, they've got volunteers sorting Donations that have been brought in. Um, there's a washer dryer right there to clean them up. There's a tag system where things are priced and tagged. put it tagged and sent sure. out. It was impressive. Sure. In one year period, we gave out over eleven thousand items to families. Wow. So it's uh, it's well utilized. Mm-hmm. And I just want to stress that the boutique is stocked with all gently used, mostly gently used items that people donate to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's important to stress. If you were cleaning out the house, maybe you had a garage sale and, and you have some extra stuff, consider donating it to us. A lot of people take it to Goodwill. Or so what kind of things are you looking for? All those items I just mentioned that we have, pack and place, cribs, strollers. Toys. Uh, toys, books, all that stuff. Anything that a mom would need for a baby age zero to five years. Correct. Mm-hmm. And diapers and wipes are, are the big one. They mm-hmm. go fast. They go fast. Mm-hmm. And so we, we are always looking for diapers. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one. And Colleen was way on fire as she took her tour here. But, you know, in addition to all these items, uh, you've got to have an ongoing need for cash. Always, yeah. And, uh, again, we are 100% uh, donor-driven. Everything is free. We're donor-driven. We do so you not- don't charge anything to these Young couples, young women that are coming in. Nope. Any, the, anybody coming in. Ultrasound, pregnancy tests, all the classes, all the items they get at the boutique, everything is free. They pay for nothing when they walk in our doors. Nobody's getting an invoice. Correct. Wow. And so my role, obviously, at the clinic is raising that money to keep the, the clinic going. So Just in round numbers, not to get into your finances, but what, what's it take to keep this fine-oiled machine rolling? Well, we're well over half a million dollars a year budget. Wow. So it's it's a big thing. We run, obviously, our biggest um, fundraiser is our banquet in October, Respect Life Month. Um, and then we have the Baby Bottle Program that we, uh, that's our second biggest. Mm-hmm. Um, we go to the different churches I speak, and we, they take a baby bottle home, and they put money, coins, and whatnot in it, and then return them. So say somebody's listening and they'd like to get behind this project. They've got some um, some financial means to, sure. to do so. Mm-hmm. Can they call you up and say, Kyle, tell me more. Would you give them a tour, show them what's going on and where their money would uh, go to work? I'll drop whatever I'm doing at any time to give people a tour. Um, I'm completely sold on what we're doing. It's a wonderful clinic. Unfortunately, a lot of people still don't know what we do or are confused about what we do. So anytime I can get people in there, um, I, I will do that and give them a tour. We are right now, I'm, I've started a program where we're uh, um, encouraging groups to come and have a meeting at their at our, our uh, conference room. Yeah, what's the purpose of that? Well, I just want to get more people in and see it because using the old salesman adage, the product sells itself. If I can get people into the clinic and you see what we're doing there, most people get on board when they see what we're doing. So they so, would ha- have a meeting during the day or the evening? Sure. Or what? Knights of Columbus maybe has a meeting 
third Monday of the month, they can have their meeting for one of the months at our clinic. Mm-hmm. Can, they can use our, our boardroom or, or our, our conference room. You know, we have the internet, TV, everything they would need for that meeting. When they're done with their meeting, I can just do a quick tour for them of the clinic. And they're going to see the Tree of Life. Uh, the, as well as the, the medical side. Medical side. And the Tree of Life is where that beautiful story you were talking about, Colleen? Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Right? Mm-hmm. That's in the Tree mm-hmm. of Life side, correct. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, I just want to go back a little bit. You said part of the Tree of Life is education and there's school outreach. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the schools that you're in and the programs and the grades and all that? Sure. Um, our outreach uh, person, Heather, uh, former teacher, she's just phenomenal with the kids. She's young, so she can relate to the kids. She's at Wallet High School, Galena Middle and High School, High School, Makokota Valley School, Hampstead, Edgewood, Seton, Washington Junior High, East Dubuque Junior High in, in high school, and Loris Emmaus and Clark College. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So Our she's Lawrence in the started. public schools too. And I think that speaks... Uh, well of her she is in the public schools and she does a number of different programs waiting for marriage boundaries sexual risk avoidance reproduction and puberty health love versus infatuation healthy relationships so she's in the schools public as well as the private so what's that huge what's her school look uh, or schedule look like well she obviously is busy during the school years but she just goes to these schools and, and does these classes they come in she comes in during a class period like in the catholic schools she'll do it like during religion class or maybe she does it during health and she'll speak at these different schools and it's a um it's not just one time she'll go in and is it over a, time. is it is she presenting a, a speech or is there a course curriculum no, she has she has a curriculum and she, really and she'll go into the school and say what are your needs and she'll modify her um, approach to whatever they're asking for at that particular school. So it's not like she has one program and you take that one. Mm-hmm. She'll modify it to whatever your needs are. But there's a program that's targeting the 5th and 6th graders and then a different one that's targeting Correct. the 7th and 8th graders. Correct. So, so it is age appropriate. Age appropriate. But I think it's wonderful that that type of program can get in the public school when typically sure. we only hear about all the bad stuff in public school. Correct. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, and, it, and then obviously at the Christian private school, she can talk a lot more about abortion and pro-life stuff, which she does. And the beautiful thing about it, um, these young people are just, I just love to see them. They come to the clinic. They volunteer at our clinic. Mm. Um, they come and get tours, high school kids. So the high school kids are coming to the clinic to volunteer services? Yep. They, uh, Waller had service day. They all came to one class from What they do over there? They worked around the building. Some worked in the uh, boutique. Some worked at reception. Just whatever we needed. And they just worked in different parts for that day during their service hours. Now, is that a regular basis or seasonal basis with the high schoolers? Coming? The high schoolers a little more here and there. But the college students, uh, Loris, uh, the Two Hawks for Life, are, are, are involved with us. Emmaus Bible College sends us a lot of, of, of people. Um, we're in UD as well. Uh, with that Gracio drive, I had three lore students there. They were just wonderful helping uh, at that uh, fundraiser that we, or that uh, Gracio drive that we had. Yeah. I, I, I got to wonder what high school and college students are thinking, Colleen. Have, have they ever been around when uh, Nurse is running an ultrasound machine? No, they're, they're not. In, that's a private? Yeah, that's here? something that they, is a little trickier. Yeah, they can't really get involved with that. They're mostly in the boutique and helping with different things that we do in the area. I'm just wondering, Colleen, what would happen when um, 
young people, the next generation of pro-lifers, mm -hmm. see an ultrasound, hear a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I should qualify. Some of the college ones, uh, so, like if they're social work majors or medical, they can do some with the nurse. Mm -hmm. But the high school ones are, are more the... Yeah, I'm sure it's a private setting. Sure. Right. But I think one of the beautiful things is you've got these young kids in, and they're seeing a crisis pregnancy clinic that is loving, right. that is mm -hmm. the colors are cheerful, the giving, um, the donations that come through the door. I mean, everything about the Clarity Clinic is a positive experience. Sure. So should they find themselves in need in a couple years, they would have a positive um, mm -hmm. feeling toward going to a pregnancy sure. clinic. Yep. Wow. And what's amazing to me, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm showing favorites, but I want to shout out to Beckman uh, school uh, Anna there she had the students uh, over to see us um, they asked more questions than I've ever been asked on a tour mm. before they were just so involved mm. um, they raised $400 for us and, wow. and you guys mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. right to life. Mm -hmm. uh, phenomenal phenomenal to see the young people involved like that I mean it's it it's weird hearing a development director say this, but it's not all about the money in this mm -hmm. in this area. I mean, it's touching lives and getting the next generation involved. It's it's more than just the dollars and cents. Um, and I just love seeing the young people involved. Just Kyle, just this amazing. happens uh, about once a week. Colleen looks at me and says, "What were we going to talk about? We're out of time. Where did the time go? Where did the time yeah. go? Episode eighty-eight is coming to an end. Kyle Cox from Clarity Clinic is uh, telling us the story. Kyle, you got to come back in the in the autumn time. You've got a big fundraiser going on in October. October, yep. Our annual banquet in October. Um, so you'll I'd come back come and back. be our, our guest again. I'd love to. As long as you can put up with me, I'll keep coming back. <laughs> what a great topic this has mm -hmm. been. Amen. We're going to close in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Glory be, be to, to the, the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Spirit. As, As it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And glory be to Hotworks for taking care of us here as our sponsor. That's right. Episode 88 is over. Tune in again next week for the chatter. We love you.